You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Correa. And we are back. This is Freddie Correa. Now, it's a beautiful day outside in Las Vegas. It is January 30th, 2020. This is the first official podcast I'm doing. I'm not sure if this is going to turn into an intro. I mean, uh, I, I meant to do an intro, but it might turn into a full podcast. Just got out of the dentist. And I'm about a mile and a half away from my house. I took an Uber here. Walking back home. And then run some errands. So we have two cars. Um, otherwise, I, w- I would be driving. Lizzie drives the Journey, the Dodge Journey. And I drive... Well, I, we have three vehicles, I would say. I have a work truck. But... You're not allowed to use your work truck on your days off. So never, you know, been doing jobs like this where you have a work truck for 15 years. I've never abused it. Never wanted to take advantage of the company that's providing a vehicle to take home. So it's always worth it just to either take a bike, walk, Uber, you know. Now, the other vehicle we have, shut up, dog. Oh, that's a cute dog. The other vehicle we have... Sorry. It's going to get noisy, guys, just so you know. There's going to be people um, looking at me weird because I'm holding the phone like a microphone. And there's going to be cars passing by. So, anyway, the second um, vehicle we have is a Dodge... I mean, a Toyota Corolla. We've had that car since Lizzie and I got married in 2005. And it's pretty old now, but it's still in good shape. Toyotas do last a long time, you know. I've never had to take that Corolla to the shop for any kind of, like, engine or failure uh, with whatever. And You know, the only things I've ever had to deal with is the basics. Obviously, brakes, uh, changing the tires every couple years uh you know always taking care of the oil changes that so we've been good to it and it's been good to us so the only thing right now the reason i'm not driving it is because um the battery the battery we stopped driving it for a long time and the battery just fucking died or i don't know it just it gave up it gave up the spirit And I would jumpstart it, and then it would leave us stranded because it wouldn't turn on. So that's the that's probably the worst it's ever given us. But it's because of the battery, not nothing to do with the build of the car or anything. That's why I gotta say, you know, Toyotas are really good vehicles. But I, of course, I love my American cars, so I got a Dodge. I want to get a Dodge Challenger. That's my dream car right there but here we are guys it's 2020 of course everybody has heard the news it's it was a devastating sunday this past sunday whether you listen to it right now when i upload the podcast or years from now you'll remember uh it's very sad what happened. Kobe Bryant passed away with his, with uh, nine other people or eight other people, um, nine or eight. But there was a helicopter crash. The iconic basketball player passed away in California on his way to take his daughter to uh, basketball practice. Three teenagers girl teenagers were killed along some of them along with their parents as well and tragic news guys it's heartbreaking i was in bed sunday sleeping in my day off and it was you know i get notifications from yahoo news 
on my phone and the headline said Kobe Bryant killed in helicopter apparent helicopter crash and I was like nah I just I I could not believe it guys oh my how the hell does no this no it can't it can't be you know what I mean like it, it just didn't it, it Kobe's like the the person you look at like you know what I mean that's always like um <clears throat> he was that competitor guy you know he's the kind of person that, like full of life he's a competitor he wants to be the best you grew up watching him you know I don't know you but I did man I was I was 15 or 16 when when he joined the NBA and I was like oh my god you know like he went from high school straight to the NBA and this is a, a long you know right when Jordan was about to retire too pretty soon and he got to play with Jordan for a couple years and man it just ignited a fire in me and a lot of teenagers a lot of kids you had the iconic Michael Jordan the greatest ever and now you have this kid that is going to be the next Jordan and it didn't come years after Jordan it came while Jordan was still there and I remember I was trying out for the basketball team at Hug High School I was doing the tryouts I actually got passed through this training camp, but I couldn't join the team because my, my, uh, not my grades, but my attendance in school was horrible. So the coach said, you know, unless I get a pass from Mr. Kibbola, the English teacher, if he approves of it. And I talked to Mr. Kibbola. Mr. Kibbola's like, nope, maybe next year, change it up and prove to me next year that you're going to be showing up to class. So because of my ditching, a lot of school skipping, I couldn't do it, you know? So, I pretty much uh, didn't get to play basketball in high school, but I still practice. I still practice, I used to practice Kobe's move. There was this move I used to do um, with the right hand where he was coming up to the court. He would like, toss the ball around his body through the back and and like a, all the way around to the left his whole arm and then he would like pass it from his right hand to his right hand back the ball would go around his body you know what I mean so he would do that and people thought he was gonna pass there he was gonna go the other way but not nah, he he kept going you know what I mean he kept going and then he would shoot the ball and boom it was one of his best one of the best moves right there, you know what I mean? So, I remember I used to practice that. And try to do the same moves and all that. Then Michael Jordan retired. And I was a short kid, guys. Let me tell you this. I was a short, short person. I, I was so short in elementary and middle school. I always wanted to play basketball. And something happened when I was 15. All of a sudden, I grew. Like, freshman year, I was shorter than all the chicks. All the chicks were taller than me in freshman year. I came back from freshman year to sophomore. I think I was 15 at that point. Over the summer, man, I just fucking, I grew. All the girls were like, dang, Danny. You're tall now. What happened? You grew up. And I, I, I'm like, this is a sign. I got to be a basketball player. I have to be a basketball player. You know, I was at, at the end of, I think, my sophomore year, I, I think I was up to 5'11", almost at my full height, because I'm six now. Um, and that was, that was like a huge inspiration, man. As much as I, over the last few years, the, towards the end of Kobe's career, I didn't pay attention anymore to basketball that much. But I followed Kobe for so long. He was my inspiration. 
for basketball. I, I gotta say, I, Jordan was huge too, but I was like a little kid when, you know, when Jordan was playing, when Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, I was, I still love basketball, but when I was a teenager, I'm like, if this guy could go from high school to college, I could do it. And I was pretty good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, try to say I was great, but I was good. I was good. I, I was more of a fucking in the way basketball player. Like I could just fucking use me for the screens and I could fucking block. I was not so good at shooting it, you know, making it. I, I, I would say a defense. That was my main thing, man. I was good at that shit. Steal the ball and shit. I was like a, ooh, Rodman. Of course, I'm shit compared to a lot of, you know, people. Anybody could ball me up. <laughs> and I'm out of shape now. But um, I would compare myself to, like, my style would be like Rodman. Not nearly as close as uh, a Rodman that's uh, on crack and no strength. You know, like, I don't want to use the R word or, you know, because people get offended now. But... <laughs> <laughs> like norm mcdonald but if it was rodman with disabilities he would be better than me is what i'm trying to say but you know i was good i, I had a passion for it and just never it never happened it fizzled out you know i i wish i wish uh Sometimes I wish I like I maybe in another dimension, another version of me, I continue to play sports. I wish I, I could see what would have the, the outcome would what would have been at least make it a college or something, you know? That would have been cool. <sighs> but look at me now. I'm walking at a steady pace. <laughs> Not even speed walking and I'm out of breath. <laughs> maybe because I'm talking at the same time but uh man what a beautiful day it is today it's kind of like i kind of feel like taking my shirts my shirt off you know walk around with no shirt you know like ari shafir does it in new york sun's out guns out <laughs> rest in peace kobe bryant and your beautiful daughter i send my my condolences to everybody that's hurting from it. It's people might say it's so stupid. How can you just because of somebody you you know famous and all, you know death death is painful, man. It's painful, uh, especially with somebody like that, an iconic person. You know how many people are mourning it. I still feel in disbelief, and it's been a few days, but uh, it's in disbelief that he died so young in such a tragic way with his daughter man his beautiful daughter so i send my condolences to all you guys that are hurt from it man it's it sucks it was a horrible day it's uh who said it? i heard sam tripoli say he's like this was uh los angeles 9-11 you know it wasn't done by terrorists or nothing but like just the pain and how people come together because the love of Kobe Bryant, whether you're a Clipper fan, a Warriors fan, Sha Shaquille O'Neal said it, you know, uh, basketball players, we're used to seeing them die old, not like this. You know, they die in their 80s and their 70s. Not like this. I'm trying to... <laughs> I don't want to break down on the podcast, but it's so sad, man. Now, I mentioned Ari Shafir earlier. And, of course, you guys heard it. You guys, if you, if you haven't heard, uh, there's a lot of controversy. I would say less than an hour before uh, Kobe passed away, Ari went on Twitter and he posted a really nasty tweet about Kobe Bryant's death and called him a rapist and he should have died 20 something years ago, you know? Um, I'm not gonna try to exonerate Ari, okay? I'm just gonna tell you 
the facts. It's not about picking sides, guys. But let me just put it like this. I've followed Ari Shafir. Oh, and the video. Let's not forget the video. The video was even worse. He's like smiling. Saying it's a beautiful day because Kobe Bryant is dead. Um, he said, a dead. That's how he said it. Um, Kobe Bryant was hated. Okay, let's just, let's just be, you know, I love Kobe Bryant. But let's just be real, all right? Either you loved him or you hated the fuck out of him. Okay? My best friend, Tony... He's a Phoenix Suns fan, and he hated the Lakers because of Kobe. Because Kobe would beat the, he would beat every team. Of course, every team loses, but he was just so good. He would beat so many teams, you know. And we would follow it. We would follow it when it was the Lakers and the Celtics going to the finals. It was amazing. We would go go get chicken wings, and my buddy Tony hated him people at the bar I almost got in a fight with this dude at the bar we we're all drunk because he was saying fuck Kobe and I almost fought I almost fought this fucking drunk guy and then we you know the Lakers won I was like yeah fuck you oh, he was walking out all pissed off but they kind of had to kind of it almost got to a point where they're going to separate us you know so uh so anyway what I what I was what was I saying oh yeah people hated him now, of course, it wasn't the kind of hate where you wish death upon somebody. Unless you're, like, fucked up in the head. But uh, over the years, Sam Tripoli, Jason Tebow, and R. Shafir, they have talked a lot of shit about the Lakers. Um, they have talked shit about Kobe. Ari constantly calls him a rapist, all right? On the podcast, Punch Drunk Sports. Whenever basketball came up, whenever something came up with Kobe, when he was retiring, they would just wail on him. Now, Sam Tripoli put really nice things on Twitter. He said he would never wish something like that on anybody, but Ari's was very harsh. Here's what I want you guys to understand. You can look it up. Look up the article. Look up what people have talked about. Michael Rappaport. A lot of people are outraged, okay? But I want you to realize something <clears throat> Ari Shafir the mean Ari Shafir that whenever you see something that's outrageous way out of line it's like a, a little like a menace you know like a Dennis the Menace like just somebody trying to piss people off a troll you know just somebody that's like oh oh here oh god Ari oh boy here we go you know He's done a lot of outrageous things from since the beginning, guys. Um, you know he he was he was going to be on HBO with Jim Norton. I think it was called a Nasty Show or something. It was a special, and at the end of the show, he comes back out on stage and he pulls out his his ball, dick and balls, and then HBO was like, "What the fuck? Now we can't air this special." And, then, and he just always does things way over the top, but. You know, whether you think they're hilarious or not, it's always something like super edgy where he just gives zero fucks, you know. Now, you might say, uh, yeah, well, now you're defending him, Freddie. No, no, hear me out. I'm not defending. I'm giving you the facts right now. When Ari Shafir posted that tweet, all right, no one knew. No one knew that his daughter was with him. Okay? I haven't followed Kobe as much as I, I loved him growing up. I haven't I didn't know he had four daughters. I thought he had three. I knew he had all girl daughters. And I didn't know one of them was into basketball. I don't follow that. So people are like, well, you gotta assume his family was with him. No, not necessarily, bro. Here's the thing. When you have somebody that that like famous that rich you don't travel with your whole family in a helicopter i don't know if you guys know that you don't travel together uh rich families high class families i don't know how it is with the fucking prince and 
you know, royalty, but for the most part, um, you wouldn't travel in a helicopter just for a short ride with the whole family because then you could lose the whole family. So should should we have assumed that his daughter was with him? How? I, I didn't even know his daughter played bra basketball. I thought it was just like, well, he's fucking rich. Of course he's going to use a helicopter to avoid traffic in L.A. Who wouldn't? I would. You know, as much as afraid of helicopters I am. Uh, that I am, I am very scared of helicopters, guys. Uh, I've always liked the idea, like, oh, this is cool, like Grand Theft Auto controlling a helicopter. But no, dude, it's when I moved to Vegas, I learned helicopters are fucking dangerous. Two or three helicopters crash in Las Vegas, not necessarily in Las Vegas, but like outside on the outskirts because they have helicopter rides, and it happens in New York City too. There's a lot of malfunctions with helicopters. But if I was fucking a billionaire, fuck yeah, I would have a helicopter. I would be like Bill Burr. I'll fucking learn how to drive the, or pilot the helicopter, you know? So, I, I was just assuming he was just traveling somewhere to, just to get from point A to point B, which he was, but I had no idea you know that he was he was going with his daughter to to practice and the reason i say all that is because when this tweet came out and the video came out uh no one knew no one knew that the daughter was on board i was talking to the church of what's happening now uh, we have a group thread with all the administrators and allison brought up that uh his daughter Stutter was on the on the helicopter and I was like ah nah nah it was just him I'm all saying it like I knew the, what the fuck was up then I googled it and TMZ Kobe's daughter was also on the helicopter I'm like oh shit I went back to the group and I posted the link I'm like damn I just found out and and um and it was just, everything's breaking, you know, as the news breaks, you start finding out more and more. So, so it was one of those things where it's like, hold on a second. Let's see who's calling. Nope. I don't know your number. I do not answer calls that I don't have saved on my phone. Anyway, um. So news was just breaking, you know? So as the news is breaking, you start finding out more and more. And then I'm like, oh shit. I went back to Arsha Fierce um, tweet. And then he retweeted it and put, I was hacked. But trying to be more of a menace. Like <laughs> it was more of a like doubling down kind of, you know, in a sarcastic way. He, he retweeted his, his the, the whole tweet, the whole little section, and just put, I was hacked. The comments on the thread were fucking, it was crazy. Like, the comments were just like, people were pissed, you know what I mean? Like, who were going off on him saying, fuck you. And then, and then people trying to, instead of taking the, like, the high road, you know, they were like, going all racial you fucking jew and this and that and it's like all right now now you're not doing you know you're not really justifying your cause now now it's it's what my buddy chris Thorne and i were talking about it's called fake outrage at this point you know yeah it, it, it was very fucked up what he said very fucked up but for people that don't know i don't even know if you're going to be able to hear me it's so loud right here but people that don't know who R. Shafir is and his comedy and what he does, of course, is going to sound horrendous. And maybe you didn't like Ari and you already knew. And you're like, fuck this guy. Now for real, fuck this guy. And fuck Joe, and fuck Joe Rogan for, for being friends with him and endorsing him. So you could, you could stand. You could, you could stand wherever you want to stand and take whatever side you want to take. I don't even think it's about taking sides. It's just about just seeing the truth for what it is. If you think he's a douchebag for what he says and the way your perception of him 
since you never met him, you want to say he's a douchebag, then so be it. I, I'm not here to change your mind. You know, not here to change your mind or fight for Ari. I'm just giving you the facts. The fact is, Ari has been a douchebag online for the longest time. He, and you got to understand that a lot of it is him playing a, playing a heel. Do I think he is a douchebag in real life? No, absolutely not. Online, that's the perception. That's the fact. You know, uh, <laughs> he plays a heel like a bad guy, okay? In real life, guys, this guy is a sweetheart, man. I've met him multiple times. Had conversations with him. I think he's a great dude. He helps comics. He helps other people. As much as you might think he... And I've even thought this before. Oh, this guy lacks empathy. No, he's very empathetic. He he cares about people. And <clears throat> a lot of you don't know. You didn't see this happening. I follow podcasts a lot. But when Ari decided to move to the East Coast, he was the connection between East Coast and West Coast comedy and podcasts. And maybe people won't recognize it, but he's the one that introduced... He met Big J. He's the one who introduced Big J to Joe Rogan, uh, Dave Smith. You know, Dave Smith went on, went on to be on the podcast. Louis J. Gomez, eventually Mark Norman, Joe List. <clears throat> it was like this connection. He was like that bridge because he's such a great dude. He's a really good person, and he likes to help comics. And he said it best. A long time ago, I heard Ari give a, like a little seminar type of, you can find it online. It's like a two and a half hour or so uh, audio on YouTube on comedy. He said, nobody's going to help comics more than comics. And it's the truth. If you're a comic, somebody's coming into town and you help them out. When you go into their town, you expect them to help you out too within the city. Nobody books me more than comics, guys. When I do shows around the city, it's because of comedians. The reason I'm at LA Comedy Club as a regular is because Gabe Nolasco and Booyah, they introduced me to Matt and Joaquin, the owners. It's comics that help comics. So he's been a huge, huge influence in, in East Coast and West Coast comedians. I think podcasting, too. As much as... Uh, uh, Brian Redman is the, the pod father of podcasting. Thanks to him, we have Joe Rogan podcast. I think Arius should be, should be the person that has connected a lot of people, a lot of people. And a lot of, and we all love Ari, all the comics that are comics. Now, you know, I'll give you my experience. I was at the comedy store and I was going to record my first podcast with Steve Simone. Oh, no, it's the one and only podcast. I got to do it again. But I, I had set up with Steve Simone to record. I took my equipment, and I was out there hanging out at the comedy store in the patio. And Ari's like, why don't you guys go upstairs uh, and record with uh, record in Mitzi's old office? And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, just go up there. The... The, the sound is good for the walls. It's not that big, so it's not going to be echoey. I think it'll be good. I'm like, all right, thanks, dude. So me and Steve Simone went up there, and he was just so nice. Like, you know, talking about Vegas comedy and just, you know, having conversations with them, but always trying to help, all about podcasting, all about helping someone. Those are my experiences, okay? And... A lot of you guys that are podcast fans, when you go to the comedy store and get to hang out with your comedy heroes, the people you listen to at work all day, at the gym, while you're cleaning the house on podcasts, you know, you're listening to them constantly, so you feel like you know them. And Ari, let me tell you this, he's not a cunt like he is on podcast. <laughs> he's, he really isn't. He's a great dude. He really is a great dude. He's very real on podcasts, but 
he's not going to treat you shitty. He's not that kind of person. So having said all that, you know, Ari posted that because that's what Ari does. It wasn't meant for, for people that are not his fans to see it, but you've got to pay the consequences. You take the risk, you reap what you sow. You, <laughs> what's another fucking cliche? You made your bed, now sleep in it. <laughs> it's true, man. The consequences are going to come with what you do. So I'm not exonerating him. Uh, it's just what he does. And I think if he lays, you know, just stay offline for a while. Don't address it anymore. He already addressed it on, on Instagram. He put like an eight-page uh you know not apology I, it's not an apology which hey man I, I i i good job for that don't apologize because come on if you apologize it would be a fake apology you know he gives a good explanation of why he did it and how he did not know that the daughter was on board that really does change everything though I think that's really the main thing that pisses people off because, you know, if it was just Kobe with rich, with rich people and crashed while he was going to lunch to eat a fucking panini or something, you know, I think that would change everything. But the fact, if people would still be pissed, don't get me wrong, but the fact that um, the daughter and there was children involved, I think that's the, that's one of the main things that hurts people. So, it sucks, man. I feel bad for the fans that got hurt by the tweet. Because it is hurtful, man. When you see somebody talking shit about someone you like, someone you love. Kobe was loved, man. And even the people that hated him, they were hurt by it. Because they're like, oh, that's fucked up. And when they see Ari, they don't think he's a Jew. The, the average person will think he's just a white dude. You're like, that's still white. Fuck that. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, I'm not white. And I'm 30% Jewish. So, yeah, Jews are not white. If Jews were white, <laughs> we wouldn't have fucking... We didn't got... My ancestors would have not fucking got persecuted in the fucking... Over all these years. Thousands of years. Fucking Inquisition. The Holocaust. Fucking the Romans coming in, taking Israel away. I'm not going to get into all that shit. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Ari, uh, you think of him and you're like, oh, fuck this white boy. Talking shit about a black dude, you know? Now, I just got to my house, so I think my breathing's going to change now. It's going to get better. But it was not meant for people okay people you know uh it, like if you don't listen to our Shafir's podcast if you're not a fan it was not meant to turn into this wildfire now look at this it's a wildfire now right so check this out the best thing to do is don't feed the flame if you keep feeding the flame it's going to get bigger and bigger Okay. Any anytime there's something outrage, like public outrage over something that happened, the Kevin Hart situation, the more you feed it, the more is gonna grow and get out of control. When you apologize, this is the world we live in now. People want an apology, right? What happens after you guys know, you already know this guys. What happens after an apology? Are the people satisfied? Fuck no. People are not satisfied. People are still outraged and, and they want more. That's why I'm saying it, it turns into a fake outrage, okay? It, a fake outrage where now you're just mad because you want to keep being mad. You're choosing to be mad. You ever get in a fight like with your girl or a friend and they apologize, but it kind of now gives you more, like you get more angry. But if, you know, like you start thinking about the shit they did to you so it it, it, it ranges it enrages you more 
I've done that. Like, let's say my wife and I are fighting. I'll admit to it. She'll apologize. And then I feel more vindicated, more validated for my shit, you know? <laughs> and I want to hold on to my grudge. You know, I've been married almost 15 years, guys. It's, I've been through, we've been through a lot of shit. I know the tricks. <laughs> I know the marriage tricks, the relationship tricks. I've only been with one girl my whole life. My whole life, just one girl. So I've never dated a bunch of girls. So I don't know. I'm not an expert in relationships, but I'm an expert in my relationship. <laughs> so I know the fake outrage. And that's what I'm saying. When Louis C.K., when the whole shit happened with Louis C.K., people were still outraged. You know? Um, even after he posted the apology and all that. So the best thing to do on something that it's part of your heel character, no, don't apologize. You should not apologize. Um, so read, read, read what he said on Instagram. It's not an apology, which I think is great. Oh, yeah, I, here's what I was thinking. Remember when Kevin Hart apologized and he was getting interviewed by the ex-football player from... He, he, he was uh, Kelly Ripa's co-host for a while. Then she hated him and fired him or pushed him out of the show. I forgot his name, dude. But he was on Good Morning America, one of those shows, and he was interviewing Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart had already addressed it on Ellen, and he said, this is the last time I'm going to talk about this, about the whole gay allegations where he was, like, making fun of the gays and all that. So then this, this dude, the the guy that played for the giants he's trying to ask him and he was there to promote a movie but of course he you know he's trying to be he thinks he's a great fucking interview he's like i'm gonna get it out of him kevin hart did not break he said nope i've addressed it i've talked about it not gonna talk about it this happens in the course of let's say nine minutes or so it happens five or six times and kevin hart just fucking He's like a, he sees the matrix. He's just like fucking, like he's trying to reach and smack him in the face and he just blocks it. He said, nope, I'm not going to talk about it. I've addressed it. And that's the thing. You just got to, you just got to fucking move on. Just move on. It's not the first time Ari's been in controversy uh, for things he said or done. You know, you remember the Mason racist videos, which to me, that's hilarious. That's hilarious that. When I see people uh, upset at the like back then, oh fuck this guy, he's wearing a KKK Ku Klux Klan uh, uh, Grand Wizard outfit and all that, and they don't understand the irony on these videos that he's a Jew. How could he be part of the KKK? Like, you know, all that shit he used to do that resurfaces every once in a while. He's always been that type of person. But he's a, I could tell you this, he's a good person. Uh, that's, that's the person. I don't know him as good as other people, but I could tell you, he's a good, he's a good dude. Okay. And, and people that I know very well, like let's say Sam Tripoli, they know Ari's a good dude. Joey Diaz loves Ari. And I, I know Uncle Joey, you know, I have a great relationship with him. So, that that's my take on it. Sorry if I it, I was long winded. This episode did turn into a full podcast, so there you go. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I had to address it in my mind. Uh, <clears throat> one, I had to talk about Kobe as much as much as it hurts, and I'm so glad I didn't break down. But it, it hurt me, guys. It really did. Um, if what? Let me tell you this. Kobe's passing and his daughter and the other two girls and the families that hurts. It's heartbreaking guys. That's heartbreaking. But what other people say, I don't, I don't understand how a human, okay, I'm 37 years old. I can't be hurt by somebody's tweet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't if you're hurt by it or really outraged or offended, I don't know what to say, man. 
when I'm offended, I'll give you an example. When when somebody, look, I'm not saying I don't get offended, all right? But I don't let it get to me because it's just a tweet. So whenever I see somebody put some stupid shit that I don't like, I either unfollow them on Facebook uh, or any other social media. Or maybe I'll get to the where they, if they annoy me, like if they're always putting stupid fucking, let's say, uh, shitty comments, uh, trying to troll me. At that point, sometimes I got to put a stop to it. So either I delete them or I, I sometimes I do block people, but I don't let it, I don't let it suck energy out of me, man. I really don't. You know, I had an issue with a, a person that was close to me a while ago. And there was a lot of trolling involved. And there was a lot of like um, disingenuous uh, friendship type of thing where it became more of, um, you know, when you know when you start feeling used. Uh, but there's there, it's not a two-way street anymore. There's nothing in return other than a lot of shitty fucking behavior from the other person. And, and that's when it, to me, when, when a relationship starts becoming toxic and, and I, it wasn't just one, actually, it's been, uh, there's been a few people that I, in last year and the year before, I just disassociated myself from them. Eventually I, I had to cut them off and cause it's toxic when it becomes a thing where where it feels like it's just high school, like, oh, you're just trying to troll, and, but here I am trying to help you become a better uh, better person, trying to help you get into places, and, and you're just trolling, but it doesn't seem like uh, it's a equal two-way street relationship. Sometimes I just, then I start disassociating myself from people because I don't let it suck my energy out. Um, there's been friendships I've had where I've, I, I've had like big, big fights, like arguments or discussions and yeah, they've been arguments sometimes. Um, but either it's going to make that relationship or it's going to break it. Right. And I'll tell you what, man, some of the strongest relationships I've have, I have with my closest friends, my best friends. I've had disagreements with them and we work it out because we care for each other and we fight for the friendship. Um, these individuals that I ended up disassociating myself, I try to bring up stuff to them, to their attention. I try to make a phone call, uh, just certain things that came up. and But there was no response or there was a lot of like the, the attitude was uh, don't give a fuck or you're wrong. This is on your head. Like if I'm being like gaslighted, they were gaslighting me, you know, that kind of thing. Like I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking 37 year old man. You know, I'm a big dude. I don't have time for this kind of shit. I like building shit with my hands. I like using tools. I'm not saying I'm a man, man. I don't go hunt my food, but I'm a fucking, I'm a man, man. <laughs> I'm a fucking grown-up. I don't have time for this bullshit, man. I don't. I don't have time to be on fucking social media arguing over people's feelings or over fucking politics. I don't. I, I like being productive, man. Uh, my wife, Lizzie, will tell you. If, if I go like a few days and that's one of our things, we always say, man, I didn't feel productive today. Like, did, did I, did I clean the house? Did I fix the door? Did I work on this project at the house? Did I do the baseboards? Did I clean my truck? Just productive. Did I run the errands? Did I, did I do something productive or did I just sit on my ass all day? I'm just not, oh, I don't want to go on a rant, but I'm not lazy. I like to fucking be active guys. I really do. I'm not a lazy person. It just, maybe that's just the way I am definitely my mom raised me that way i've told you when i was 13 i fucking i was cleaning windows trying to make money i'm always hustling always gotta hustle man but my wife knows man if i just laid in bed all day uh 
and didn't do something. Sometimes you do got to do that, but if it's more than one day, you know, every once in a while, you just got to not do shit also. You got to rest. Come on, guys. It's in the fucking Bible. But, um, yeah, I got to do stuff. So I don't have time for games online. You know, I I see comics fucking trolling, and I I troll too. Don't Don't get me wrong. I fuck around, and I joke around with some of my friends. But it's friends that I care for. Uh, if, if, if you ever see me fuck around with you online, like let's say I, I throw a little jab and I'm busting your balls, whether you're a guy or girl, it's because I, I care about you. If I don't do it, I care about you too. Okay. Don't just cause I don't, sometimes I don't have the trust to fucking do it with some people by, you know, doesn't mean I don't care about you, but the people I don't give a fuck about. I don't even fucking like their shit. I don't comment. I don't, you know, I might have them on social media and it's like, it's kind of pointless too, man. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't even fucking waste any energy on them. People I don't like, fuck them. It just, I don't have time for it. So if somebody puts something online that really hurt your feelings and it made you, if, if if, if somebody posted a tweet that made you cry, because they insulted somebody you like. Lose my phone number. <laughs> like Brendan Schaub says, lose my number, bro. <laughs> Please. Yeah, man. Yeah. You gotta you gotta get, you know. Don't be that fucking, you know. Uh don't be soft, bro. <laughs> Anyways, guys. What I said is those are my thoughts, guys. I love you. Um, thank you guys for all your support. I really appreciate you all. Um, as you heard in the beginning, uh, there might have been a, a sponsor. It might have been Anchor. Uh, I switched to Anchor for the podcast now. It's It makes it real easy now for uh, for me where I could just record on the phone and I'm not always going to do it that way, but that's just one of my options now. And I've done it before, but I don't have to use my computer to upload it is what I'm trying to say. The app is really user-friendly, um, and it's friendly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I did that. So I'm going to be putting more episodes out. And uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, uh, the listeners, is to uh, leave me a voicemail. You know how you could, uh, on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, you could leave uh, a voice message. You hit the little microphone, you hold it down. Give me, I'm always giving shout-outs, and I'm always going to give shout-outs, but I would like it if you give yourself a shout-out. Just call in and leave me a message about the podcast. You want to talk shit to me, make fun of me, whatever you want to do, and I'll play it. I want to play it on the show at one point in the beginning or in the middle of somewhere, and I, I want to get you involved, and eventually, some of you guys, man, I love you guys. Thanks for your support. I want to do podcasts with you guys. Oh, that's one of the things I like about Anchor, too. It has an option where you could make a phone call if the other person has the Anchor app, and you could do a podcast just sitting in your fucking car, and Anchor records it for you. So that's going to be that's groundbreaking for me. So I want to have a lot of you guys on the podcast, you know? Um. Yeah, I don't have to set up my fucking Zoom and my wires and all that shit. So I'm still going to work on my podcast studio. Uh, but this is going to make it so easy so I could keep putting out more content for you. Uh, so please leave me a voicemail. If I have you on Facebook, you could do it through Messenger as well. And if not, even uh, you could do it through the Anchor app. And I put a, I put a link on my Facebook yesterday. I'll be reposting more uh the link but um it's a link that takes you to download anchor create an account you just do an email password and then you can leave me a voicemail uh Alyssa from bombastic left me a voicemail i'm gonna play it on the next episode or um is it the next one no i think it's the previous one but anyway she left one irish o'neill from the sdr podcast oh i'm fucking this up 
let me look it up real quick because I do not want to fuck my fuck up my buddies my buddies uh, podcast. But Irish O'Neill, he's a huge fan of Skinkfest, um, Skinkfest, <laughs> Legion of Skinks. I met him at Skinkfest uh, two years in a row. He was there, and he's a podcaster. I did not know that until last year. He's also a musician. He's in a band. And he's a vocalist, composer, and he left me a voicemail. And uh, let me see, what is it called? Let me find, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling through his uh, Facebook right now because he has um, a podcast and I forgot the fucking name. I'm going to be doing it really soon. Here it is, Keen's Podcast. Booyah! And STC Podcast. Oh, he has two podcasts. Fuck yeah. And he has video. This this looks legit, guys. So I'm going to be doing... I don't know which one I'm be doing soon, but we definitely got to do a swap cast, my brother. STC Podcast. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. Well, I love you guys. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in always. And I love you. Here's what we could do about situations like this, man. We could grow from it. We could learn from it. You reap what you sow. Soul. Is that how you say? So you reap what you sow. Sorry, I have a speech impediment, but you know the 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 work you put in is gonna pay off. And the the things that you throw out into the world is gonna come back and retaliate at you or it's gonna bless you. You know, there's gonna be things you do and you're gonna have to either enjoy this the consequences or suffer. There's there's always going to be a reaction to your action, okay? So what you put out there into the universe, you know, it's going to come back at you some way or another. And that, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So you could take the higher road and move on. If something offends you, fucking unfollow it, turn away. But don't don't get down to, to that level. You know, you don't have to... Um, stay away from the fake out, outrage, guys. Remember when um, I'm, I gotta wrap this up, shit. But remember that kid with the hat, the MAGA hat. How everybody had fake outrage at a fucking kid with a hat just because he was smirking at this uh, Native American that was an ex-war hero. Then turns out that he wasn't really in the military, or he got kicked out of at boot camp, or some shit. He didn't, or he was a reserve, or I don't know. He They were making it more than he was, right? But this fucking Native American dude, and I said fucking Native American because I can, okay? I'm fucking 40%. <laughs> but um, he was fucking spitting, spitting in a kid's face. Fucking, fucking spit flying out, getting real close to a fucking minor with his mouth. Gross. Nobody got mad at that guy, but they got mad at the kid for wearing a hat. So people were outraged, doxing, doxing the kid, a child. So that's what I'm saying. It's Don't be so quick to fucking get outraged over stupid shit online, man. Sit back. Enjoy what other people do. Let other people do that shit. And you just sit back and enjoy that shit. <laughs> that's what I do. I fucking, it's like, I'm like that meme, Michael Jackson meme at the movies, fucking eating the popcorn. Do that, bro. Be the meme. <laughs> Become the meme. There you go. Be the meme. That should be the title of this episode. Be the meme. You have to wait till the end of the episode to find out why did I name it Be the Meme. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh freddykorea.com you can find all my social media if you have a chance go to thanks for the invite podcast on itunes and give me a five-star review but i really appreciate it i would appreciate it if you please send me that voice message all right i really want to put you on the podcast love you guys peace